Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. These restrictions will stand until at least the 12th of January from what we're led to believe. Again, that will have to be clarified, of course, when you listen to Michal Martin. Uh, People can travel beyond county until Stephen's Day. So if you're planning on visiting a friend outside the county, only up until Stephen's Day. People are allowed to stay where they are at that point until returning home, but no new inter-county travel after that date. In other words, if you go to your mate's gaff, you live in Dublin, your mate lives in Cork, and you want to go to him for Christmas... If you're there on the 26th, you can stay there. You can come home on the 28th or the 29th, but you cannot go again. You get me? No new travel. Restaurants and gastro pubs to close at 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Travel restrictions from Britain to remain in place on at least December the 31st, so after New Year's Eve. No household mixing allowed from January the 1st. In other words, nobody to your house from January the 1st. Hairdressers to close Christmas Eve. Uh, and barbers, I assume, as well. And that. Bad news for those who have booked their weddings. Number of wedding guests is now to be reduced to six people. Six people. She'd barely get the bride and the groom and the mother, uh, the, the mother father. You know what I mean? Wow. I wonder what the uh, the wedding band association think of that. We'll give them a quick ring, maybe, and talk to them about it. Uh, worship has to move online, so those who want to go to mass and respect the religion uh, will have to go back online again from December the twenty sixth. Uh, government to engage with shops not to hold big sale events. This is mental, and I tell you why this is mental. And I understand the move by the government to do that. Okay. Well, all this is going to do is drive people to spend money on Amazon and to spend money online and not with Irish retailers. So this is driving money out of the country. And I know you're going to say, no, well, health is more important than money. Let's look and be realistic at the amount of people that have been sadly affected by COVID-19. It is minimal. It is very small in the big scheme of things. And we have a country to live in. We have an economy which, if it gets badly damaged, will take more lives. Anyway, look. Mood of the Cabinet described as worried and sombre. It's understood that the Minister's heard the number of COVID-19 cases this evening will exceed 900. All right, I want to get your reaction. Are you happy about the... Well, nobody's happy about restrictions. We have to be clear about that. But do you accept the new restrictions? Do you think it's a good idea in the interest of public health? Some of the texts coming in. And what are we basing our entire draconian response to the new flu? Uh, PCR testing. Why on earth would we submit to such uh, uh, catastrophic restrictions when we know for a fact that the unreliable PCR test is not fit for purpose? Uh, Famously, Elon Musk uh, was tested four times in one day. Two tests returned positive results and two returned negative results. Every single decision we have made has been based on case numbers produced by PCR testing. A house built on strong foundations, this COVID house of cards has been built on pillars of sand. Uh, All right, obviously somebody who doesn't trust the PCR testing and doesn't believe we should be making public policy in relation to it. Uh, Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Good afternoon, Niall. Dermot, uh, it looks like, you know, we, we only thought we were getting back some level of human normality, and now all of a sudden, it's all gone again. It is. I'm not surprised it's all gone again. I, could have told, I, I thought this about a month ago, Niall, that Christmas was going to be an issue. Sorry, two or three months ago, it was going to be an issue. It's a bigger issue. I think the UK are, are, have, um, are responsible. They're not responsible, per se, but... What's going on in the UK is exactly well, particularly well, particularly London. And I tell you the problem in London: you have a very dense population. Correct. Okay, so that's that's the big problem in London. It's nothing to do with strains or viral mutations. It's you have a dense population of people who had become non-compliant. In other words, they wanted to go out and live their lives, and the government weren't happy about it. So now they've introduced more restrictions in tier three. Well, they, 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 they were their arm was forced uh, basically because this new variant 
Although, to be fair, like the new variant is is, is there. It is well, there. Well, I know. I, I've, spo- I've spoken to three scientists in relation to the new variant, and, I, and basically this is just a correlation. There's thousands of variants of COVID-19, all slightly different. Uh, and basically they use that, I suppose, to try and control people because they believe that people were becoming non-compliant, hence their case numbers had got high in the southeast of London. So, OK, but getting back to, to what, what's happening here. So now... We're in a situation where case numbers are going up. Thankfully, there was no deaths last night, but case numbers have gone up. Um, and we're saying now, well, OK, we've just come out of a, fo- a lockdown for six weeks of practically level five without the schools closing. And now we're going back into it again. So the, the first the first Look, one didn't I work. Heard, I heard, yeah, I heard some guy on, on uh, was it Morning Ireland or Terrebonne? I'm not sure what program he was on this morning. And he's back with the old analogy, crush the virus, crush the virus. They have this absolute idea. I cannot get my head around why a medical man is turning around with this crush the virus. You will not crush this virus. It's not for crushing. You live with it. You get your vaccine. If it, if, if you get a dose of it again, you take your vaccine, blah, blah, blah. But no, lock everything down till we crush the virus. Then I, I open everything up. All year we've, been, we've had this argument about crushing the virus. It's not for crushing. End of story. It will, you get it down to... Well, we did, but we did start off. The, the slogan at the start of the year was flatten the curve. Which, which by the way, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, they were happy. They were happy with flattening the curve and getting it down to a lower level. And then suddenly they have this bright idea. Well, let's crush it. Let's not just bend the curve. Let's let's flatten it completely. You cannot do that because okay, you flatten it as we said before. You flatten it down to zero, and then suddenly bang, the pubs open and everything opens up. And before you know it, skyrockets. Okay, uh, but, but are, are you are, are you concerned? Obviously, Tony Holland talked about case numbers. The government are saying there'll probably be over nine hundred cases this evening when they announce it on their uh, six o'clock show uh, the, yep. on RT News. Uh, they're concerned about that. I mean, are you concerned about it? And was that obviously going to happen? Because at Christmas time, of course, people meet more people. Absolutely, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I'm a concerned. I, I suppose everybody has to be a bit concerned about it. You can't just be. Nonchalant and say, oh, who gives a damn if it's a thousand cases or not? Well, no, we, we have, we have to care. care. Of course we have to care. We do care. Obviously, I do care. But, but at the end of the day, look, you, you had, just while I was waiting to come on there, you had this uh, guy, Kevin, um, giving out, uh, the public sector guy giving out yards about his son, and he can't do this, and he can't do that. I can't do any of that. But the difference with me and Kevin is, I've done up my figures from, for this year. I am now down close to 20,000 euros. Gone. Out the door, never to be... To be oh, just remind people, you're a taxi driver? Yes. Okay, I, and by the way, in relation to the taxi business, have you seen the business come back a little bit now? A bit of money coming in at Christmas there, yeah? Of course, but it's like all public sector. Um, it's not like all businesses. It'll come back in dribs and drabs. Well, it'll be gone again from January the 20th, or from the 26th. Yes. From November or December. After the 26th, it's over. Yeah, so it's over. Yeah. To, to nothing. So this idea, oh, you're making a few quid. Big goddamn deal, I'm making a few quid. I've lost an absolute fortune this year, and I will never see it. And that's all there is to it. So Kevin can stick that one up his uh, jumper. All right, we'll, 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 stay, we'll stay there for a second. And by the way, I, I do want to hear from people who believe this lockdown is a good idea. I think we're going to find it very few and far between who will actually believe this is a good idea. I think on this particular occasion, the government are going to find it hard to get people to be compliant. Uh, let me just go to Aoife. Aoife, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Aoife? Hi, Niall. Well, we've just come out of six weeks of a kind of practically level five. It was level four point something or other. And now we're going to go back into it again, it seems. I am honestly fuming. Like, I'm actually going out to have a smoke. Um, I have a sinus infection at the moment. And I stayed away from my mum and dad because I didn't want, just in case, because it's a respiratory thing. Yep. I didn't want to give them anything. It's a normal infection. 
Um, I have been so careful throughout the year and now people, like, I can't leave the house because I don't want to give anyone a normal infection. Mm-hmm. It's not COVID, it's just irritating. And people have forgot that there's other illnesses out there and it's not fair. Well it, well, it seems this year, unless it's COVID, nobody really cares. Oh, no, exactly. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter as long as it's, you're not coughing and sneezing on anyone and you don't even cough and sneeze with COVID. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, I was... I had to call the doctor yesterday in order to get to see if I could if I was entitled to a COVID test and thankfully she sent me up antibiotics to the pharmacy and my partner had to go get them. So we should see if this clears off before I can go see anyone. Okay, and, and this year you say it's obviously been a bad it's been a bad year for everybody, of course. We've all been very badly affected and you took the personal decision obviously to keep your distance from your parents, you know, for for obvious reasons. Yeah. You know. Um and how old are your parents by the way, Eva? My parents aren't that old. I'm only 23, so they're 40 and 50. Like, ah, it's not like they're not. affect them. Okay, okay. But so, well, they're, not even, they're that, not even in a risk category. They're not even in a risk category, but I respect them enough to not give them anything. And it's ridiculous that people will go out and party regardless of how sick they are and mm. just spread it. Because it's down to, it's not down to the young people. I'm not saying that, but it's down to the people that don't have sex. I think, I think everybody, I mean, look, you know, I agree that everybody needs to take personal responsibility. And those who want to take more personal responsibility because they might have a family member with an underlying illness, absolutely. Uh, but I, I just think that the strong arm of the government and, you know, using a sledgehammer oh, no, to crack a nut is just nuts. This is total fear-mongering, Niall. Like, this is... I have it in my head that I can't go to see my mum and dad because I've been listening to RT every night because I've been worried. I have put my life off for a year and everyone says, oh, 2020 is a write-off. But I can, like, I'm a photographer, so that means I can be making money with my profession, with my skills. But is there any weddings to even start? No, no? There, well, well, whatever chance you had of weddings, they're gone now from the 2nd of January. Weddings will be reduced exactly. to six people. Who's going to have a wedding with fucking, six people, for God's sake? Fucking family at the Christmas time. No, that's not going to happen. No, I, like, I don't understand how I'm meant to try. Can I say something? Yeah, when you I can, Dermot, yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's a couple of things, uh, or two things running off my chest. I heard you talking to Patter Toby in there, right? Ah. Patter, Patter sounds like a nice guy, and, he, and he's rather and raving and a whole lot. And you says, uh, somebody just texts, you should be the Minister for Health. It's a lot of hogwash, right? Because Patter Toby, like the rest of them, is, ah. is spouting off because he's not in government. If Patter Toby ain't got the, um, the Ministry of Health tomorrow, you wouldn't hear a word out of him. He'd be on. He'd be on. He'd be uh, pulling the, the, the same. I, 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 I you know, Jeremy, with, with the greatest respect, I would disagree with you. Because right. I've listened to Patter Tobin for years and, you know, and I think he's a man of, no, mind you, I did say the same thing about Stephen Donnelly going back you a while did, ago. Exactly I did, yeah. But, but, but and when he was on the air, obviously in opposition at the time. But in saying that he wasn't, he wouldn't be as defined, uh, you know, at the time, Stephen Donnelly. Patter Tobin, I genuinely believe is a man of his word. And I, and I would actually stake my career on it. That I, I, if Patter Tobin got into government tomorrow, uh, I think he would stick by his principles. I, I think he is that kind of person. He might stick by his principles, but he wouldn't get it. He wouldn't get very far because the bigger, the, the higher up they go, the, 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 mm. the Martins and the. So you, you think they are, you, you think once they get in there, they just tow the line anyway. So that's one hundred percent. It's been proven, and it's always been proven that they're, that mm. they're full of full of bluster when they're in opposition and they've nothing to lose coming on the radio, giving out stink about the government. As soon as they get the, the portfolio of, of of the ministry, you hear nothing from them. Mm. And like Donald okay, well, that, well that's your opinion. I, I I don't think that would be the case. I think with many others, yes, I would agree with you, but I don't think it's the case for for Pader. But, but sorry. Eva, just getting back to you very quickly before we get into the break. So these restrictions now again, which is kind of more or less level five ish. I don't know, four point something. I don't know what it is uh, from from Stephen's day and the, the weddings down and everything. 
I mean, is that is the the, the thought of this depressing you now again? The, the thought of this is putting me in the worst mood I have ever been in, and it's not down to it's not down to like it's down to us not being able to live really. Like you can't even survive during COVID times. Like I have been diagnosed with type one bipolar. I'm sorry about the dogs. That's okay. Just because you can't, I'm you can't never work with dogs and uh, dogs and children. You can, you can't. Oh, but I can. I. Um, and how? I, do, I, by I the way, I just. I, I know you're bipolar. Children, I know you're bipolar. How does th- this affect you more so? I suppose be, being bipolar. Uh, obviously, I'm living away from mum and dad two years now, and it has never affected me more than it has now. For me. I have to keep my parents and my grandparents well because they'll see each other because they're closer. Mm. I don't get I don't get that choice. Of, Do you, I never got that choice. I've been down to home twice, three times since the lockdown before Christmas. So I went down for two funerals because my both my grandparents passed, both my nans passed away, and for a mental health reason, I have been so careful not for me but for the people around me and the fact that people are still going out to party and going to the pub to have a good time just affects me differently because I've had such a shit year regardless of 2020 being shit or not but I've been so careful to not bring this into this house and it seems like everyone else has given up on that I'm not I I know what you're thinking and I know why you're thinking that way Aoife but I think when you say everybody else has given up, do you not think it's a case that as human beings, it's difficult for most people oh, no, it is to be compliant? It's very bloody difficult to be compliant. I'm not. It, it goes against what we are as humans. You know, I, I, okay, some people are introvert. And, and it, you know, for those people who are introvert in society, who don't go out much, who don't socialise, it was probably easier because they're used to it. Yeah. But for well, those, who, for, for the I'm half of the population who are not introvert, it's extremely difficult to say to somebody, don't go out and meet your friend. I am not by nature an introvert. I would be out every night partying if it wasn't down to this thing that's happening. And I am not going to cause a thing to happen. Like, I, I've just grown up this past year. So maybe I am an extrovert on the inside, but I... Haven't even seen my best friend because she lives in Waterford this Christmas. I haven't seen her since my nanny's funeral. That's how long it's been. And and you 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 put it down to the fact that you watch RT news every night and it terrifies you. It's terrified me. It's fear mongering and it's ridiculous. Like it's down to how they have dealt with this. I know they're trying to keep the majority of the people that can get sick safe. Okay. The people, like, I have a friend who I see quite regularly has an immune disease, and I love them, and they they have a bad, like, they, they've had brain surgery, like, it's, it's okay. bad. Okay, So, in order for me to see them, I have to be careful. I, I Just before I go into the break, just very quickly, but do you believe that your fear that you have because of you say you watch RT News every night, do you believe your fear is rational or irrational? I, I honestly couldn't tell you, Niall. That's how upset I am right now. I think I think because of my mental illness, I've been very careful to not bring this home. And I think that's due to what I'm hearing. 
Okay, no, no, I, I, I get that, Aoife. And, and listen, I, I know it's going to be difficult for you to have a decent Christmas or a nice Christmas. It's difficult, particularly when you're away from your family and everything else. But do, please do try your best and I hope things look up and maybe always reach out and talk to friends, even if it's on the phone or whatever it happens to be. And I say that to people, by the way, when it comes to essential travel, right? If you're depressed and you're feeling down and you need to talk to somebody and that person is not available on the phone, that to me would be deemed essential travel. And I'm saying that. I don't care if somebody complains about me saying it. I would much rather that you broke a regulation to talk to somebody if you're feeling very down and depressed than sit there on your own and worry about it. That is more important. Your life is more important. Dave, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? What's the crack? How are you doing, Dave? Meant to be staying in a hotel on the 29th. That's not going to be happening now, is it? I guess not, no. Thanks very much, Tony Hulan. Yeah, well, according to... I'm, I'm just looking there, the, the news coming in there, there well, RTE... Uh, and they happen to mention that very thing that if you had a hotel booked, it says here, um, we see hotels to close non-essential bookings after the December, December the 26th. Also, there will be no inter-county bookings either. In other words, if you're coming from Dublin to Cork or whatever it happens to be. Where were you supposed to be going, Dave? Uh, Limerick. So oh. it was only a half an hour away. I just got a sweet deal on a hotel there for myself and the missus. Wasn't um, such a sweet deal after all, so... Well, yeah, not now, no. But, you know, it was like, it was our first night away, just the two of us, in like five years. So we're really looking forward to it. Mm. Do you know? So, I would, like, I mean, we were... I know you, you've, had, you've had a difficult year for many reasons, Dave, and I understand oh, that. Mm. Yeah, so uh, you and not your even this year, man. Even the last five years, the main reason we haven't been able to go anywhere because it's literally just been funeral after funeral. So, do you know, like, to, to say we were looking forward to it would be a bit of an understatement. Yeah. You know, but no, but my heart goes out to anybody working hospitality because we were up in Ashburn there last weekend. We went to eat in two different places. We got to train buses, all that crack. Everybody was doing what they were supposed to be doing. You know, there was nobody acting the maggot. Like you go into a place, uh, one place took our temperatures, another place you sign the book on the way in, you give your phone number, you sanitize your hands before you get in, the sanitizer at the at the tables. You know, you wear your mask if if you want to go to the jacks or or the funny one if you want to go out for a fag, you have to wear your mask going out. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you know, everybody was doing it right, like. Well, I'm looking here, since March, right, and this is the update, by the way, from the HSE, and this is from the 28th, the 11th, 2020, which is the most recent figures in relation to outbreaks and cases, right? And all of the outbreaks, by the way, have been resolved in relation to, to the hotel industry. Hotels, right, now, when you look at, and you take into consideration the, the spread, an outbreak is more than two people, right? Uh, outbreaks in private houses, 7,123. Outbreaks in nursing homes, 354. Outbreaks in hotels, 11. 11 in the whole country since March. Since March. Now, that could be one person or two people, or it could be four or five people. But generally speaking, it's quite low numbers, right? So, 11 outbreaks in hotels since last March. I know, yeah. Guest houses, by the way, and B&B, there's been one outbreak since last March, and yet they're going to have to close. Restaurants and cafes, 42, when you consider the amount of people together in these events, at these places, they're really no numbers. So the, go- the government seems to be picking on the, the hospitality yeah, we see, yeah, we see, it just seems to be the easy thing. It was like, uh, oh, how do people go out and socialise? Or how do people meet each other? Right, that's how they do it. We'll stop that. And like, the thing, I, do they not realise that like, this whole not seeing people over the Christmas, like I am going to see family and friends, like hundreds of thousands of other people living in this country. You're like, we're, we're not robots. You know, we're not going to go home and close the door. Well, I think the government at this stage would just like us all to vanish. That would just save them a lot of hassle, wouldn't it? Because, yeah, see, because that's yeah, the way see, we've been treated with contempt as citizens now at this stage. Yeah, we see, the problem here as well is, I've been saying this for a long time, especially with politics in this country, first of all, there's no accountability, and second of all, they're a pack of chicken shits. 
because all they're worried about is their own jobs and like you know, if if say if they let us open up and cases go up and deaths go up and the hospitals end up getting overrun, blah 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 blah, their necks are going to be on the chopping block. Well, if they just go along with what Neff would say, you know, when well, yeah, but, can, here, but here's the thing: why haven't their necks been on the chopping block? Well, probably they have been over the last thirty years. I could, you know, since I've done this show for the last ten years, and every year we would do a number of topics about the amount of people in A and E on trolleys, and the health service being overrun, uh, hundreds of people in ICU every year with respiratory diseases, uh, thousands of people hospitalised with respiratory diseases between November and sort of February. People die every year from respiratory diseases like flu, pneumonia, etc. And and the hospitals are overrun. And the government ignored it. And all we no. ever did, and we, and here's the thing, we blamed the government. We said, that's your job, lads, sort it out. Now it's a case of the eye is off the ball. We're not blaming them anymore. We're, they're blaming us. They're saying, this is your fault, citizens. No, it is, yeah. But yeah sure, you, we want you to stop getting sick so we don't have to do our job anymore. Yeah, but look, my mum went blind because of the piss-poor services in the healthcare system in this country. I've been in and out of hospitals more times than I ever wanted to be over the last five years. And I've seen exactly how just badly run that they are. But the problem is, like, we have a politician who makes, like, a, a real big mistake. They would take the, the cervical, cancer, uh, cervical cancer scandal, right? Yep. Why is nobody in jail over that? People literally lost their lives. Women died because of that. Yet not one single person is in prison. Because oh. we don't, the, the systems aren't there. We need to put in place systems where if you were a, a minister or a public servant or whatever, and you make a really big bad mistake, you should lose your job. You should lose your pension. You shouldn't just be able to kind of quietly slip out the door and still claim your big ministerial pension or get your golden handshake. Do we need, badly need political reform in this country? And our healthcare system needs, we need to start at the top and start chopping away because it's the lads on the ground who are doing all the work. They're the ones that have to deal with all this crap where some pencil pusher in an office somewhere can sit down and make... On 120 grand, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Like, do you know, like, I have a brother with special needs. I haven't seen him face-to-face since March because of all this. Well, I, I'm really sorry to hear that, David. I'm sorry to hear, by the way, that you and your missus don't get a, won't get to get away because I don't see that how that's any risk to COVID-19 whatsoever. But anyway, listen, Dave, thank you very much. On the line, I have Noel Anderson, the vice chair of the LVA. Good afternoon to you, Noel. Oh, sorry, Noel, I didn't hire you up there. Sorry, Noel, there you are. Can you hear me? I can indeed. Noel, you've just heard uh, the Taoiseach Michal Martin and the announcement in relation to the pubs, hotels, restaurants, uh, all closed more or less from the 24th. Hotels uh, can't take anybody in after the 26th from out of county or tourists, etc., except those who are already staying there. So I don't think it's going to be worth a wild bloody opening. So realistically, uh, your industry hit pretty hard again, Noel, it seems. Yeah, look, it's just a total disaster. Like, it's one thing after another after another, like... I'll be honest, I was just talking to your producer there. I hadn't heard a whole lot because at this stage it's been leaked to the death at this stage anyway. Because yeah. I'm running around trying to figure out what stock we have the last the next couple of days, what stock we might have to send back, what fresh produce doesn't go to waste, change rosters, talk to staff. And how how are this? I mean, the the, the staff, yeah, the staff yeah, must be. I mean, because yeah. they're thinking of their futures. Will their little pub, if it's a smaller enterprise, stay open? Will it manage to to survive through all this? Although Michal Martin said there will be financial packages there to assist those, particularly in the hospitality industry, who are hardest hit. I mean, I don't believe it's going to be enough, is it, to save jobs? No, no, it won't be. Like they're a bit shook, especially the senior people. That like this is the third round, third time around the track. You know, you've got guys that have full time careers from head chefs. You know, like you know, people are in good a good living in this industry. That like 
the 350 just doesn't cut it like and I can really see well, well they've set up their lifestyle they've, they've set yeah. up their own lifestyles for more than 350 euros yeah, of course they do yeah, yeah. I, I mean they pay your rent and mortgage and stuff Absolutely. I mean, last time we spoke to you, know, there was it last week, the week before, and you told us that this was uh, up to that point, and we didn't even know about this. Uh, there was a suggestion there might be a lockdown after Christmas, but now we we know for sure it's not even going. They're not even going to wait till after Christmas. The sixth of January was the original plan to make some sort of decisions by government. Now it's not. You're not even going to make it till Christmas Day. Literally. No. I mean, I mean, you said it was mental torture. Christmas. Oh, like it is. Like it's actually like it's just like, and, and the problem is, is everyone's kind of turning on each other and getting very aggro and it's it's uh, it's not pretty like and like even the simple decision about closing at three o'clock on christmas eve like that decision alone cost me about 10 grand and an opportunity to try and get the money in the uh current account and, and clear down some of the stock we just didn't even get to like six o'clock even like they don't so, so say we, you, you so what you're saying to me between three o'clock and normally what time would you close at half 11 or whatever it is normally yeah, 11 that, that's christmas cost you that'll cost you 10 grand yeah just just in town alone on that day yeah um mm-hmm. uh, it's just pretty difficult to take to be honest with you you know and like you know friends in the industry kind of turn on each other everyone gets really ratty it's just kind of horrible well I mean I know I was in town the other day which I haven't been in town in a long time by the way but I was up around Grafton Street uh, and I was up around Davy Burns and the Baileys there and a few other places and you know it was nice to see people smiling and they were all very responsible there was screens in between the outdoor tables etc etc and they all seemed to be doing things by the book yes there is a couple of bars and pubs that have probably broken the rules there's no doubt about that Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, but in saying that when we look at the figures your industry is not responsible for that many outbreaks uh, in comparison to other industries, yes, you're the ones that get hit all the time. Is this yeah. a psychological thing that the government just don't want people meeting with anybody else? Oh, I think so. I think it's become pretty apparent in that. Like they're trying to say community transmission and stuff like that, but there's just a severe lack of communication. And, you know, just even trust with the government at this stage. Um, well, I mean, have you have you said to Neffet, listen, you know, our industry is very concerned that we're being essentially picked on, really, yeah. uh, over the last eight months. You know, we will agree to what you're doing if you show us the data that suggests that we're kind of guilty of, you know, community outbreaks or spreading. Unfortunately, Neffet or a brick wall can't be got at, can't be lobbied to, can't be even spoke to. Like, we were the ones that originally kind of actually sent a load of guidelines, which most of them they end up taking. We're the ones that actually approached those guys in the start and said, look, we can do this, that, and the other to get open. We can stop live music, which we took an awful lot of heat for at the time. But, uh, look, we're just not getting any engagement at this stage. Like, and I heard they're kind of saying, like, you know, the decision to be reviewed on the 12th of January. The 12th of January, so it's at least till the 12th of January. January. Well, There's no way, there's no way we're going to go on the 12th of January, like, no, 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 no. I, I think I have a funny feeling it's going to be similar to Northern Ireland. This is going to be for another six weeks at least. Yeah, at least. But what, like six weeks and then come back and do this for another two weeks? Like the problem is that the government's plan isn't working. So like talk to us and engage with a proper roadmap out of this mess because, you know, everyone excuse the French is really in the shit at this stage, like, you know. Well, as I did say earlier on, this is a case I, I can see of a government not knowing what they're doing. And as Albert Einstein, as I mentioned earlier on, said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result each time. It's, it's not going to happen. We're not going to get a different result, really, are we? No, we're not. We're not. Like, so, look, the entire ballgame with the vaccine, but, like, you know, you'd be really concerned about, like, their ability to roll it out, to be honest with you. Well, I, uh, I'm, I'm more concerned about the fact that, you know, they're not go- they, they've already got approval from Europe in relation to this vaccine, for the vulnerable, particularly at the moment, is what we need it for. Um, and they're saying now it'll be at least probably December the 31st before they give well, the first injection. Are, what have they been doing for the last eight months? Yeah. Why wasn't it in the fridges ready to go over here? Well, it why is. Uh, from what I believe, they actually do have some of it. These uh, what, They bought six new special fridges that can, you know, keep it at minus 70 degrees. So why why didn't they have a plan in place for the moment that vaccine was approved? In other words, that we could literally tomorrow morning start rolling that out. I mean, exactly. they've had eight months to plan this. I 
know. And that's the most frustrating side of things. So when you're being closed down and they're just like, you're just looking going, do these guys have the ability to roll this out quickly? And you're just looking at them going, well, well, America's starting to do it. Guitar's starting to do it. England are doing it. Why aren't we doing it? Like, you know? Well, we seem to be the last to do everything, to be honest with you. But there you go. Listen, yeah, uh, Noel, right. good luck and good luck to all your members. I know it's going to be a tough Christmas for all your members and all your yeah, staff. All right. All right. Thank you very much, Neil. There you go. Noel Anderson, vice chair of the LVA. Uh, members not happy. This, And he described himself as mental torture uh, for his staff and his members and all the people who work in the pubs and the, the restaurants and indeed the hotels as well. It's going to be really hard, hard hitting this because I know many hotels, although they will be allowed to remain open um, and serve drinks to guests, the guests can't be inter-county and they can't also be tourists. They have to be essential. So, you know, I, I can see basically if you have got a booking, by the way, after the 26th, most likely they're going to the hotel will be ringing you telling you, listen, we're closing because they probably will close. Uh, let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. John, you're on Classic uh, oh, hang on, John. I just switch you back on here. I do apologise. Hang on. Sorry, John. Go ahead. Hi, Niall. How are you? John, you work in a hotel. I do indeed. All right. And look, I know the hotel's kind of closed for a good period of time there during the last level four point, whatever the hell it was. Reopened yeah. again. You're thinking, okay, thankfully we're back in business. Now it looks like you're going to have to close again. Yeah, like, you know, ultimately, you know, we, we, we did what we were told. We followed all the guidelines. We put all the procedures in place. Um, got our safety charter and um, as you pointed out earlier you know when the cases are tracked back you know 11 uh, since March there has <laughs> been a total of 11 outbreaks in hotels it's a hard sell it's a hard sell when you say it like that since March you know so but when you compare it with when you compare it with the family home 7,123 outbreaks so and an outbreak by the way is only one or two people or can be only one or two people you know what I mean so. yeah absolutely and you know it's, it's just it's a, it's a hard it's a hard time it's a hard day it's just the unknown of what's going to come now. How long is this lockdown? Back in March, we, we closed our doors, you know, um, for what we thought was going to be two or three weeks, and it ended up being four months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we closed again for six weeks, and we opened, and, you know, we put so much work into opening for December and, and back in, in June when we opened. And, you know, to go back to this now of, you know, trying to keep everybody happy, and, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be a really tough Christmas now. It is. And um, what what do you what do you do in the hotel yourself? What are you working at, or what do you what do? You do? What um, you... I, I'm an operations manager. All right. Okay. Okay. And are you guys going to? I don't know. if It's a big hotel, a small hotel. You don't have to name it if you don't want to. But are you guys going to have to ring your guests now who are booked in after the twenty sixth and say sorry? Well, we're actually open for Christmas. Okay. Um. So obviously, we, we we will be okay for Christmas by the sounds of things for our guests that are arriving for Christmas. Okay. But we we have quite a substantial amount of guests that are staying on beyond the 26th. So what, so, okay, so I'm confused now. So what happens, the government have said there's to be no guests that are tourists, only essential, after the 26th, and obviously no future bookings after the 26th for that time. In other words, so if somebody's booked in on the 27th and they're from out of county, um, I'm assuming yeah, so, that's not allowed now. So, so ultimately, you know, we obviously would have to make a business decision, but realistically, we will have to close probably the 27th or the 28th. Because it won't be worth your while staying open. Well, we're not the type of hotels to stay open for essential purposes, you know. Yeah, um, I know some hotels are dealing with essential workers, etc., etc. That's a different yeah, situation. Yeah, and, and it's great that they're able to still open because there is a need for that. But, you know, for ourselves, I know for ourselves, you know, it's, and, you know, I know myself, I have three, I have three weddings um, at the end of the year. 
you know. So well, well, I, well, 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 mind you, once before, I mean, they, these are with fifty people, right? So once before January the sixth, I think it's January the sixth. I had it here earlier, but now weddings, you, you heard the new restrictions on weddings, and um, yeah, so, six people so, they're saying. So the maximum now, I know Michal Martin didn't say that there, but this was by RTE earlier on. So I, I'm assuming we're going to have to look into that. But it's, from uh, January, it'll be six people at a wedding. Yeah. So, the, so the maximum um, it has actually been 27. Okay. Um, it changes so, so much. So I'm losing track of it. Sorry. This bit, well, tell me about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So it has been 27, and and we've been doing fine. You know, people have been content with that, knowing that that's what it is. But like, a lot of people will just. They, it's not feasible to do it at six people, so we're going to lose no. that. <laughs> Who are the um, well, I mean, if it's six people, including the priests, you know what I mean? I mean, you're going to have to get rid of mum or dad or something as well, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, and, uh, you know, look, it's, it's you know, my view on this is I, I understand the case for going up, you know, and in the end of the day, public safety is number one, but it's just when you hear the facts of 11 people since March, uh, 11 groups, whatever. 11 outbreaks, then, yeah. Yeah, to... to for us to be the ones forever to be, you know, picked on is a word that I'd use. Is like, you know, the hospitality industry as a whole, you know, and, and the gent before you, that just before myself there, you know, touched on, you know, 3 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Such a nightmare. <laughs> I know. he Well, he, he said normally he should be open till half 11 on Christmas Eve. He's going Go to on. lose 10 grand just in that, in that seven or eight hours. Yeah, well, we'll be the same, you yeah. know. And uh, that's not to go to say what we've already lost for the year, you know. And you know, oh, but Jimmy Hall said you'd be grand. The, the, the government are going to make sure they'll financially back you there. You'll be all right, sure. We will be grand, and all our staff are going to stay with us, and it's going to be all great. Like you know, it's a, you know, it's just a hard sell to say to the staff now that look, I hope you go on the the pandemic payment again. Uh, for the third time this year, you know. Which is tough. It's okay for somebody who's not earning much, who's part-time or whatever, right? But it, yeah. but it is tough for your more skilled workers, your chefs and your, your you know, your, your people who obviously spend a long time learning their skill and earn substantially more than 300 quid. No, absolutely. Like, you know, you know, for the, the you're, you're absolutely right. For people that have um, made their living and uh, cut their cloth to what they earn, um, you know, 350, you know, no, it doesn't wash us, no. But there's going to be a change in all of our lifestyles, you know. Yeah, and, and, I, and I, know, I know people like yourself, I've listened on the radio, uh, you know, in relation to the hospitality industry, generally speaking. It's now difficult to get staff because a lot of staff, while on PUP payment, are looking for jobs elsewhere. So there's a lot of staff changing jobs and stuff like that. And so it's difficult to keep them. And, and, and you turn around to a part-time worker who's getting 200 or 300 from the state and say, listen, I need you back and work for two days a week. You said they're going to beer, but I'm grand. I'll be, I'll be all right on this for the moment. Yeah, you know? Sure, me all is looking after me. Sure, yeah. all right. <laughs> I'll be grand. Uh, but listen, I, I wish you well. I know it's a difficult time for everybody, and, and particularly for people in hospitality. I know it's a very difficult time, John, and I hope your hotel gets to open and back in business and making money very soon. All right. Thanks, mate. All right, there you go. There's John works in the hotel industry. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.